This is the Optical Entrepreneur Podcast, brought to you by Optical Success Academy and Seiko. Whether you call yourself an optometrist, an optician, or an optical practice owner, then wherever you're listening to this right now, this is for you. It's me revealing everything I can to make you a more successful business owner. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you being here in our growing community. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Optical Entrepreneur Podcast. This is Connor here and I'm delighted to be here as always. Um, Got a really cool episode today based on a discussion I had in my practice with my team at our weekly team meeting yesterday as I record this. And yeah, it's got to do with telling the truth, with speaking up with being okay about conflict and all those juicy things that um, your staff probably all love and being sarcastic. Um, So I'm going to, I'll tell you about how how this came about and and why it's so relevant to you if you're a practice owner and also why you need to know how to handle this if you really truly want to grow as a, as a team and as a practice and, and to be able to, do better than than you're currently doing. It needs to come from growth. And for your practice to grow, you need to grow. Your people need to grow. So it, that's why we need to dive into these, these topics, even when they're a little bit uncomfortable. It's getting okay with that. Um, so it's a problem I guarantee is happening in your practice if you hire human beings. So if you're in the practice of hiring human beings as staff and trying to coordinate them and get them to work together, then I guarantee that this is happening in your practice. So the challenge is your staff will not speak up. They will see something that is not what is ideal. It's not what's been agreed. It's not what you say you all you know, believe in, um, but they'll choose to ignore it or you know, avoid speaking about it or whatever. They just won't speak up. They will avoid conflict um, and they will ultimately hide issues that are happening. They will ignore issues that are happening. They will brush things onto the carpet and hope that it goes away. And a lot of the time what happens is they brush so much stuff onto the carpet that eventually it gets so bad it can't be ignored and it blows up and it's in a much more dramatic form. That's often what happens. Um, But even if it doesn't blow up, it's still bad because the things that are holding you back from the goals that you all hopefully want to achieve are you're not aware of them. So you can't fix it if you're not aware of it. So so it's really, really key to to kind of get into this and for your team to understand it. The way I came at this was not, not to solve a, any particular issue. We basically were reviewing our values. Uh, we have four core values that we kind of live by and do our very best to live by at Jones & Co. And one of those values is and basically I've just been tightening up the language and using it as a as an opportunity to refresh and refocus on these values as a team and make sure that the guys really really understand them and get them so one of our values is really all about being a team so the value I've changed the wording but the value is called be a team which sounds super simple but again I guarantee that probably 90% of the problems in your practice are resulting from your your guys not being a team 
Um, so be a team is the name of the values. And then we have probably seven or eight things underneath that, which kind of define what that means for us and, and why and how we want to bring that to life on a daily basis. So one of the things, one of the most important things of be a team for us is call it like it is. So it, call it like it is. I'm sure you know what that means. Um, but it's basically saying like, guys, if we want to really succeed, we need everybody speaking up and calling it like it is. If something is a problem or something isn't ideal or somebody, a teammate isn't doing something that, you know, they're letting themselves down, they're letting us down, then we need to be brave enough to speak up and call it like it is. That's the only way we're going to get better. So if you look at sports, if you look at, um, let's take Man City. So Man City, Manchester City football team uh, won the treble this year. They've probably had the most successful year in the history of their club, the most successful year in the history of, you know, most football clubs. Um, you know, they're at the absolute pinnacle, the absolute top. And the, the kind, if you think about the kind of conversations that will be going on in the, in the locker room, they will be challenging each other. They won't be pretending that issues don't exist. If there's an issue, they'll bring it out and they'll deal with it because they know that's what's necessary for them to really reach their goals. So they'll talk about it. They'll do it in a way where they remember that we're a team. So this isn't about blaming each other. This isn't about one-upmanship. This isn't about trying to make yourself look good and make your teammate look bad. It's about nothing to do with any of that. It's purely and only about we want to win. Whatever we need to do to win, we'll fix all those problems. Let's talk about it. Let's deal with it. Um, so so that's that's what's necessary if you want to do well in, in, in life, in business, in sports, anything. You need to fix the issues. So you need to be able to talk about the issues. Um, another side point on Man City, uh, Pep Guardiola, the coach. I know going into the season, he's working on thinking on how can I get better? No part of him is thinking, I'm the best coach in the world. I don't need to listen to anybody. I don't need to do anything. I'll just succeed automatically. Nope. He's thinking, how do I get better? Players, all the players on the team, Harlan scored record number of goals, highest number of goals ever. What's he thinking before the season starts? He's thinking, how can I get better? How can I improve? Where are my weaknesses? What do I need to do better? How can I be a better teammate? You know, so that's the mindset of success is getting into improvement and not doing it in a negative way, doing it in a way where, you know, I'm just going to have the best go at, at, at this, at my career, at my, my life, and I'm just going to do the best I can and throw myself into that. So, so the problem that is happening is people are not speaking up, they're avoiding conflict, and they're hiding or ignoring issues. So we, that's why we've created part of this value to be, call it like it is, like, and we hold each other to higher standards. Um, we hold ourselves and we hold our teammates, the people around us that we're reliant on, to higher standards. And we're happy to be held to those higher standards as well. And collectively, we are, um, you know, helping each other do that. And we're trying to basically achieve our goals, to grow, to reach our potential, to be the best team that we can be and to, to do our job, which is wowing clients, to deliver wow to our clients. So if I really care about wowing clients, then I'll do whatever I need to do to make that happen. If I need to have an awkward conversation, I'll have the awkward conversation because I mean it when I say I want to wow the client. So too many people 
say one thing. Like I want to wow clients. Like we're really about wowing our clients. But when it comes down to it, they don't do what they need to do. I need to fix this problem over here with staff member A and staff member B, but it's a bit awkward. Therefore, I'll avoid it. And, you know, that's an example of, well, you're not really doing what you say you believe in terms of wowing. Um, So it's really just being pragmatic about it, which is, you know, whatever I need to do, just tell me and I'll I'll do it if it's going to help and it's going to get us the result we want. and, And I'll do it with good intent um, I'm, I'm doing it for the purpose of helping us do good for, for ourselves. It's going to help that person grow. It's going to help the team grow. It's going to allow us to deliver a better experience to clients. So it's just getting over that, that fear of conflict, that fear of speaking up. Um, all progress starts with telling the truth. So write that down if you can. <laughs> If you're not driving, all progress starts with telling the truth. You know, all the sayings about the truth hurts. Yeah, the truth hurts, but the truth will set you free. Yeah, it's okay. It'll piss you off when you hear it the first time, but it's what you need to hear in order to grow. So progress starts with telling the truth. So your team, your staff, like my staff, there are when you when you tell them this, okay, call it like it is, guys. This is this is what I was going over with in detail in a little rant at Jones and Co. yesterday. And I can tell by the looks on my staff's face that they don't believe me. Okay, call it like it is. They're, they're still afraid. They're like, well, how are we gonna do this? So we dig into it a little bit. Um so they're afraid to call it like it is. Here's why they're afraid to call it like it is. It's because they don't want, they, yeah, they don't want to look bad. They don't, they don't want, they're all kind of in it together. And like, they think, well, I don't want to do anything that's going to make you look bad. And if I do that, maybe you'll do something that makes me look bad. And everybody's afraid of looking bad, which is nowhere even on my radar of anything I care about. I care about what do we need to do that's going to be best for the practice, best for the team, best for the client. That's what we're doing. There's nothing about you know, who's right, who's wrong. It's about solving problems. So they're afraid of that. Um, And they're also afraid of what might happen when they do call it like it is. So two big challenges are somebody calls it like it is, and then the other person just gets defensive. So now it becomes about two people arguing and two people trying to prove themselves right. And I'm trying to prove myself right, and I'm trying to prove the other person wrong. So they're afraid of that they know if I call it like it is chances are we're going to get into an argument and we're just going to you know be trying to prove each other right and prove each other wrong so they're afraid of that Uh, and then the other challenge is the the feeling that if we call it like it if I call it like it is there's maybe going to be a bit of back and forth a bit of defensiveness but then even worse that's now going to become the topic of conversation for the entire day. It's going to drain everybody's energy. We're going to spend the next three hours talking about it. It's going to be a big, massive distraction. It's going to be so frustrating. It's not worth it. I'm not going to call it like it is. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and I'm going to put my head down and pretend that it's not happening. So so that, that welcome to human beings. This is what we all have. Uh, to deal with and what is all going on in inside all of our heads. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, Connor Heaney here. In 2017, after feeling frustrated and underappreciated by our previous lens supplier, 
My practice started working with Seiko as our primary lens company, and we haven't looked back. The Seiko team are a joy to work with. They are extremely helpful and flexible to our needs, which means we can provide far better service to our clients at Jones & Co. Styling Opticians. Our patients are delighted with the quality of vision they get from their Seiko lenses, and for over four years now, it's been an excellent and profitable partnership with Seiko for my practice. I can't recommend them highly enough. To receive a Seiko information pack, including a special lens offer for podcast listeners, send an email to infouk at seikovision.com with the subject podcast. Find out how Seiko can help your practice the same way they help mine. Send an email to infouk at seikovision.com with the subject podcast. So here's, here's what you need. Here's what I believe is the solution to this. We, we're never going to be perfect with it, and that's okay. We just need to do our best and try and get better with it. So here's what you need to know. You, you, first of all, you need to introduce this to your team and help them understand it. Um, help them understand why we need them to speak up and, and the, the reason for it. So the reason isn't about someone being right or someone being wrong. It's about... Um, finding the best answers, finding the best decisions so that we can behave in the best ways, do the best behaviors, do the best actions. That's what's going to produce the best results for the practice, for the client, for the patient, for the team, so we can all grow, we can all feel proud of ourselves. Um, So that's the intention of it is important. And then it's realizing it's okay to have two different opinions. So I'll give you an example. So one of the things I highlighted yesterday was not to pick on it, but just as an example, there is an, there's an item on one of our, our agenda for our weekly meetings. And I said, this is a waste of time. Why the hell is this thing? And it's on there every week. It's like a little update from the previous week. Uh, why is this on the meeting? I don't think it's adding any value. Why I'm saying that is, you know, everybody's half asleep while we're going through that section of the meeting. Like, why are we wasting time on this? I'm happy to call it like it is and say, Look, I'm interested in making the most of the time we have as a team and a meeting. So why the hell are we wasting five minutes doing this bit? So then what needs to happen? Well, what can happen? Catherine, my manager who put the meeting together, she has choices. She can can think, oh, my God, that that man, I cannot stand that man. He's such an idiot. Uh, and just kind of swallow her pride and say, OK, no problem. It's fine. She can get really pissed off and distracted uh she can just say yeah okay connor i'll get rid of it which isn't the right answer either she can speak up and say well connor i'll remind you that you're the one that put that on the agenda six months ago um so um, and if she said that my my answer would be well i don't care because again i'm not playing the right or wrong game i'm playing a is this working is this helping if it's not i don't care whose idea it was all i'm interested in is what's going to help us so but hopefully, if she's brave enough to come back and, and not get annoyed, not just accept it and say, okay, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir, she can remind me whatever her point of view is, like, here's why it's on the agenda, because it solves this problem. When we, when we didn't have it on the agenda, we were missing this, this, and this. So that's why it's on the agenda. And then now we can have a discussion about, okay, well, that's a good point. I forgot about that. But there's still something that's not working about it, because everybody's eyes glaze over as soon as we get to that part. So why don't we think about a better way to do that bit that you said, but not do it at this meeting? Is that okay? So now we can solve something that comes about through 
discussion. So it's being okay with conflict. It's realizing it's not like just do whatever the boss says. You have to be willing to just give your opinion. If there's if there's five different viewpoints, I'd rather have the five different viewpoints and then make a decision, whatever the best decision is, rather than making a decision from one viewpoint and have four equally valid viewpoints that I'm not even aware of or not even thinking of, and then we make an inferior decision. So, it, you know, it's it's about getting your team to that ability. And I think that's what will be going on in the top teams in sports. Is there a, If someone has a valid opinion, they'll speak up. And then now we can consider all op- opinions, then make a or all, all the other viewpoints, uh, and then make the best decision, regardless of whose decision it was. It's like, what's the best decision? So, so again, it takes it takes confidence, it takes trust, it takes willing to willing to push back a little bit, willing to be vulnerable a little bit to suggest here's what here's what uh, you know here's what my viewpoint is, here's why we need that, or here's the thinking behind it. Then we put our heads together and we can come up with solutions. Because again, the solution to this is not just do whatever the boss says. The boss is the only one calling it like it is, but everyone else is afraid to to feedback and say, well, here's a reason and here's a reason. So based on that, what do you think we should do? And now we, we make progress. So, so you know, it's, it's just the fact you're discussing it and raising awareness of it will make it easier for your team to, to do it. Um, and the way that you avoid it becoming... A, a derailing situation. So again, Catherine and I can have a discussion like that without it becoming negative if we both understand what we're trying to do is solve a problem. I see something like this bit isn't working and Catherine's able to speak her opinion, which is, well, here's why it's on the agenda. Okay, so maybe we should put our heads together and figure it out. So again, it's not getting defensive. It's not about proving who's right or wrong. Then the next part is we need a way of solving it where it doesn't become a uh, huge distraction and derail the entire meeting or derail the entire day. So uh, the way to do that is you need a series of meetings that you use to run your company, uh, to run your practice. So that way you will have a system for solving problems at the appropriate time. So the way it works is issues are flagged up is step one. So issues are flagged up by people calling it like it is. And if there's multiple viewpoints, give me the multiple viewpoints. Okay. Then they're discussed properly at the appropriate meeting. So we discuss it. Discuss it means back and forth. What are all the things we need to think about here um, at the appropriate meeting? And then they're solved. And that's, and that's it. I, issues, identify the issues, discuss them, solve them. And then we just rinse and repeat. And we're capable and we have a system of doing that where we're constantly able to solve problems without it derailing the day-to-day without it creating a whole bunch of negativity. And the the reason we need to get good at this is because you will always have issues to solve. There will always 100% forever, as long as you have a business. In fact, as long as yours are alive, you will have issues to solve. So you need good, strong systems for for solving issues. And to really reach your potential as a practice, uh, you need your team to be really good at solving issues and realizing this is just a system. It's basically about us identifying the issue, discussing it, getting getting you know all the all the relevant information and relevant viewpoints, and then we solve it, and then we get on to the next one. So that's the that's the joys of uh, of running a practice. And I think when you when your team get good at this, it it becomes something they can they can take pride in and they can feel good about the fact that they're strong enough to be able to discuss things openly and call it like it is. 
with the right intention and solve problems and everybody's happier because of it. And everyone will know who's listening to this, you will know experiences of where you've had the difficult conversation and both parties feel so much better. That's a weight off my shoulder. That wasn't as bad as I thought. I'm glad I had that conversation. That was actually a good conversation. You know, so many, everyone will have had that experience. It's just that human fear of conflict, that kind of thing about, you know, it's built into our brains about don't, don't do anything that puts you at risk. Keep yourself safe. Um, so we all have that fear. But when you do it and push through it, you, you, you know, you see and experience how it's better for you. So we will be diving into this um, over the next two days. Uh, sorry, over the two days that we will be in Manchester at OSA Live at the conference. It's called Scale Up for Success. Uh, and it's about giving you the systems and the principles and the thinking that's needed to really be the CEO and the leader of your practice so that you can reach your financial goals uh, as well as your freedom goals. Your freedom goals, what I mean by that is your ability to not be in the practice all the time if you choose um, to build a team around you that are capable, happy, fulfilled, successful, growing um, so we're really going to be talking about everything that you need to do to scale up for success. Um, and that's everything. It's the whole operating system that we're using for how I'm running my practice, doing better than ever, and I'm doing it at a distance. So I'm going to do the business one day a week. And I know that's not for everybody, um, but the point is the systems give you the principles that will allow you to run your business the way you want to run it, where it's not just dependent on solely on your energy as the owner. It's you know, it's it's systemized and you've got a leadership team around you. You've got a right-hand person. You've got uh, clear values. You've got a clear system of meetings. You've got a clear system for solving problems. You know, everything that's involved in in doing that. So, so yeah, go to osalive23.com. www.osalive23.com is where you'll get the full information. You'll save £250, I think, um, if you book your seat before the 11th of August, which isn't far away at all. Uh, conference is coming up in, uh, well, by the time you hear this, it'll probably just be six weeks away, seven weeks away at most. Uh, the conference is 11th and 12th of September. Uh, so yeah, book your seats now. You'll save 250. You'll get to experience what our mastermind group's all about. You'll get to spend two days, two and a half days, really. We have a, a reception uh, event to kick it off the evening before. Um, but you'll spend those two and a half days with a group of amazing people, amazing practice owners. Um, the, the feel of our events are very different than normal optical industry optometry events. Uh, the energy is different. There's a real positivity uh, that our members have and how they think that I think is a huge benefit to everybody that's there. So you'll get to hang out with people who really get you and really understand you as a, as a practice owner and what you're up against because they're in it doing it like you. Um, and that can give each, you know, that gives the people, gives everybody the courage to push forward with their goals and taking the next step on their, their journey of success. So it'll fully recharge you, reignite your passion for your goals that you have for your practice. So we're excited to see you there. So please join us, book your seats now for Scale Up for Success. Can't wait to see you. I was at the hotel yesterday, uh, just planning the audiovisual and stage and the, the setup and that's that type of thing. But it's a great hotel. It's a five-star hotel in the center of Manchester. Uh, we've got an amazing room, an amazing space, we've got room for 120 practice owners. And it's probably the best room we've ever had in terms of for the main event. Um, beautiful room, floor to 
ceiling glass walls, both sides of the the entire length of the, the main room. So you'll love the hotel, but more importantly, you'll love the people that you're there with. And the topic we will be discussing will be really, really helpful to helping you grow beyond your current level in your business. So check it out, osalive23.com. And looking forward to seeing you. And I will be back uh, with another podcast soon. Okay, thanks everybody. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Optical Entrepreneur Podcast. If you're brand new to our world, head over to opticalsuccessacademy.com where you can get started with my special report, The Nine Keys That Unlock the Hidden Profits in Your Practice. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to my team at info at opticalsuccessacademy.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. You'll find all this information in the show notes. And if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. Until next time, make it a great month.